Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to the Leftovers Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. Where we double our wins every day like Hugh Jackson does. Damn. Yep. Dude, Baker Mayfield. He did it. Not only did he do it, he looked like the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should have played him if you've made him the number one overall pick. Hugh Jackson cost them two wins. Yeah. Or really one and a half in the standings. Yeah. Just because of the tie. I know. And who picked Cleveland? Who picked Cleveland? Good job. I picked Cleveland. I accidentally, I accidentally, you accidentally my way. did that. I accidentally my way you into that. You only one. did that because our pickums this week was all the same, just because we couldn't disagree on any one of them. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to pick Cleveland over the Jets. And I accidentally my way into it because Tyrod Taylor suffered a concussion. Had he remained in that game, Cleveland was doomed. Yeah. So now today, the biggest thing has been this like the national media saying, okay, Bills fans, slow your roll on this Tyrod is terrible take because. Nathan Peterman should never have played in the first place. No, you don't get to make the narrative here anymore. Because you did. Your narrative was, why would the Bills move on from Tyrod Taylor? He's such a good quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's what the narrative was. That's what you guys were giving us. That's what you were making fun of all of us for. And it's not like the Bills cut him. They got a third-round pick for it. They did. Ammunition used to grab Josh Allen. Whether Josh Allen's good or not is to be determined. But you don't get to direct the narrative here anymore. And this isn't going to be me coming at anyone saying, oh, in your face, Tyrod's actually bad. Tyrod is what he is. Today was a bad day. I mean, yesterday was a bad day, I should say. Yesterday was a bad day. You want to know what that was? That was the New Orleans game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. The only difference is the Jets are not that good. And <clears throat> therefore, Cleveland was able to come back. But that was the New Orleans game. Painfully bad. Right? That was pretty painful. Yeah. What do you have? Only 14 yards at one point before his concussion? It was 4-14 for like 19 yards. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That was terrible. And that is that is what Bills fans were warning Cleveland fans of. Like, hey, he's okay, but you're going to hate him eventually. Eventually came a lot quicker. Because Tyrod... Tyrod in Cleveland looks like a different player, a worse player than Tyrod in Buffalo. And honestly, I'm not that surprised. You want to know why? Todd Haley likes to throw the football. Yeah. Tyrod's not that great at it. Tyrod was in three run-heavy offenses. He didn't have to throw the ball a lot. And Baker Mayfield took this team and dragged it to its first victory since 2016. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. So again, national media, you don't get to drive you don't get to direct this narrative anymore. It's over. And Bills fans that are like like so ill-willed against Tyrod Taylor, relax. The guy did get us to the playoffs. And technically, if you want to get technical here, Frank, Tyrod started the last Bill the last Browns win. Yeah, he did technically get the win. He was the starting quarterback in a Browns victory. Yeah. He was also the last quarterback to get a Bills win. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> That's depressing. But, yeah, no, this is – and, again, look. You didn't like Tyrod Taylor as a Bill? That's fine. You don't have to keep going on it anymore. You got your night. That's it. You want to know what's happening? The Bills might go 0-16. No, they might. They might. You were about to say, oh, stop it. They, I was. They might. Well, I don't know if they might. They they will go 2-14. and 14. 
They they'll, should. They'll take Tennessee and Houston. They should. They, they'll take Tennessee or Houston and probably beat the Jets once because Sam Darnold is not that great right now. He's going through some growing pains, He's too. a rookie. He's a rookie as well. And national media wanted to paint this guy like he was the savior of the Jets. You know who would have helped here? Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, yeah. But then again, Nathan Peterman outplayed Josh Allen in the preseason, so maybe I should slow down on my Bridgewater take there. They got a third for Bridgewater. Take it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I would... If I'm the Jets, I'm not regretting that. Why? Because we traded Tyrod Taylor for a third-round pick. Yeah, and... There's no regrets there. No. And there probably isn't in New York, even though Darnold threw a backbreaker to end the game. Which, by the way, Darnold's penchant for turnovers in his last season at USC was a bit of a red flag for me. I didn't want Darnold necessarily that much coming into this. My big three were Mayfield, well, it was Rosen, then Mayfield, then Jackson. That's what I wanted. And then the AFC East takes the two quarterbacks that I least wanted. <laughs> and my my team took the one that I least wanted at the time. Okay. This isn't about that. But this is what happens, national media, when you go ahead and paint narratives that annoy the hell out of us. You're going to get it back if you're wrong. Because there's no hell like Bills fans that are pissed off. Well, there is one other hell, and that was for our friend Joe. <laughs> I was about to say, there's also the there's also the triggered question. NFL fans. No, there's with- the triggered Hall of Fame quarterback who was pretty <laughs> butt at calling the game last night, by the way. Joe <laughs> Buck was railing on Aikman for being terrible. <laughs> and, huh, it's kind of, uh, kind of fitting, the week that he's having. I guess Sneaky Joe's still in his thoughts, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Joe goes right from Edmonton to Dallas fans. That's you needed something in between there, buddy. Nah. There's no in between. That's that's going from A ball. That's going from A ball to the majors right away. And some people are good <laughs> at doing that. <laughs> so I Eve Legrero Jr. would have that should have well, done was, that. He was double A to majors. Same thing. It's same. not the same thing. I'm talking A ball. Worst. It's like ECHL straight to the NHL. How's that? Sure. I'm talking more your language now. Okay. <laughs> this is just... That was hilarious. It was hilarious. Who cares? Clearly you, buddy. Yeah, that's why you posted it. That's amazing. Yeah. Anyway. You anyway, got I've, people who are... And then you got everyone who's pissed at Joe because they're defending... Aikman, and then you got people like, hey, you know what? And then there were people that were that's like, been, fantasy that's football a f- makes interesting people stat. And then people that are saying fantasy football makes people stupid, and then all the fantasy football is like, hey, why'd you drag us into this? Yeah. The thing, the thing about it, I don't, I don't know if Joe was intentionally trying to troll Troy Aikman. No, he wasn't. He, he obviously wasn't he because was he didn't tag him. In. He was giving a stat. It's an interesting stat. But the problem was he put Hall of Famer in quotes. And Joe doesn't think that Troy Aikman is that good, that he should be in the Hall of Fame. A respectable thing, but when you throw Ryan Fitzpatrick's name in there on that slight, <laughs> people take that in the wrong context. Obviously. But yeah, it's the internet. No, that, that is just... It's Twitter. That was one of the and funniest, it was funniest great. things of the week. But back to the bills. funniest things to, like ever, really. So, but I want to rewind here. Back to the bills. Back to everything else, because I mean, dude, we've got a lot of stuff going on now. I mean, <laughs> do we? We do. Besides the Sabers, Bills play Sunday against Minnesota. Yeah, but they play they're Minnesota. Gonna they're gonna lose. They're gonna die by a lot. It's okay. We have to. Talk I know about it's okay. It. We have to talk about this, Frank. You want to know why? Because <sighs> I said something along the lines about two and fourteen or zero and sixteen. Yeah. Vegas has Sean McDermott as the betting odds favorite now, especially after Hugh Jackson won a game, I would imagine. But he already was before Hugh Jackson won this game by accident. Because his backup quarterback should have been his starter the whole time. Vegas is doing something pretty smart here, actually. By putting McDermott at the top of this. As a favorite, the favorite to be the first head coach fired? Yeah. 
Hmm. And here's why. He's not getting fired. Yeah. Maybe if they go 0-16. Maybe. I could start thinking about it. But that's the only stretch that I can think of. And they play Tennessee and Houston. They're bad. Those two teams are bad. But it's smart of Vegas to do this. You want to know why? National media is ripping the Bills apart right now. Yeah. They are bad. Yeah. Everyone that's betting McDermott right now, you're giving your money away. Yeah, it's really hard to see the Bills fire McDermott. This is his second season. He just broke the playoff drought. Yeah. And they want to see what happens here on the long term. Firing McDermott would derail that. You'd turn into the Browns for real. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's it. Also, this is the head coach that took your rookie quarterback. Why fire him after one year? Vegas is really smart about this. It's a pretty damn clever ploy. Yeah. Because he's not getting fired. Yeah. At all. The only one so that's put your safer. So put your betting money on it. No, put your betting money against it. <laughs> yeah. If you're putting your money on Sean McDermott getting fired, you're losing. Well, your I'm money. saying on him not getting yeah. fired. It's just ridiculous. But the that's the, the NFL for you. Mm-hmm. It's the NFL. That that's that's what happens. Second, a, second, a coach starts to not do well or has a str- has seemingly has a string of it. They're always on the hot seat. Yes, but the thing is, is that this is where Vegas is being smart. And that national fans are not going to be putting their finger on the pulse. And that's where I think this is genius. This is genius. I do love this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's actually pretty cool to, to really look at this and go, I'm not getting pissed about it here. I'm thinking about it on the other side of this. Because normally a fan can look at that and go, why the hell is Sean McDermott on the top of this list? But then you think about it, the point of Vegas is to make money. Yep. And damn it, this is clever. I love how clever this is. I don't talk much about betting and gambling, but this is just so stupidly smart. It's hooking all of the fish. They got a big-ass net, and they're getting everyone. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a shiny toy in the middle of the net, and everyone's flocking to it, and now they got all the suckers. Yeah. Yeah. What's the actual odds? I thought I saw. It. I I don't I don't know what the odds are. You have the you have the computer yeah, in front I'm of you, look but it up. but it's just it's kind of funny how this is. But then again, John Gruden's on that list, like way down it. He's on mm-hmm. the list, which makes no sense to me. John Gruden's probably the safest coach right now because he actually has ownership stake in his contract. The only man safer than that is Marvin Lewis, who can never get fired, apparently. That's because since he's ownership's lazy. Yeah, but hey, they're off to a 2 0 start and they actually look good. Yeah. Also, I won the pick'ems this week. You did. Guaranteed. You did. Yes. <laughs> but no, I think that uh, what Vegas did there was pretty smart. Rather smooth mm-hmm. by them. But now looking at this game, there might be some interesting pieces here, Frank. No Everson Griffin, probably. Probably not going to have Dalvin Cook. Dang it. As someone that has him on a fantasy team, that's a little unfortunate. The Bills might have a little bit of an easier time against the Vikings defense without an elite pass rusher getting on Josh Allen's case. The Bills aren't going to win this game. Let's be real about this right here. You want to know why? Let's be real. I've got three reasons. Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen. Yeah. Trey White is one man. Micah Hyde is also one man. But he's also a safety. He's not covering and shadowing these players. I feel bad for whoever is drawing Adam Thielen. Because you know Stefan Diggs is going to have the attention of Trey White. Actually, I wouldn't even have Trey White shadow anyone here. Both of those guys are so good that he's going to be needed on both sides of the field. Or against both of those receivers. So... What the hell are you going to do about that in the passing game? Defensively. 
You could try to disguise things. Kirk Cousins does randomly have bad days. It happens. Kirk Cousins didn't get a long-term deal because of it. He got three years. It was fully guaranteed, but he got three years. And he never got the fran- and he got never got anything more than a franchise tag in Washington. Why? Because Kirk Cousins tends to have like a random day where he throws for 171 yards and three interceptions. Can that happen against the Bills? I don't know. The Bills don't have much of a pass rush. Good news for the Bills' putrid pass rush. Minnesota doesn't have much of a line. I'm talking about ways that this game could be still entertaining by the third quarter, by the way, Frank. I'm not really talking about them winning the game. I'm talking about them keeping it close. And I'm talking about them possibly covering their first spread of the season. Hmm. Because 16 and a half is ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous, No matter how bad you are, it's the NFL. Cleveland covered those spreads last year. They went winless. So I found uh, some betting odds. Yep. And Sean McDermott's actually tied with Hugh Jackson for second on being. So who's like first now? Bill O'Brien in Houston. Oh, that's right. They are not doing good. They're bad. They lost to Blaine Gabbert. That's illegal <laughs> in some states. You know that? Did you know that losing to Blaine Gabbert in most countries and some states is illegal? Something you're not allowed to do? Yeah. It happened. Mm-hmm. I forgot that he was even in Tennessee until week two. <laughs> Not kidding about that. <laughs> All I know is what the <laughs> <laughs> But again, Sean McDermott's second on there with a guy who's won literally two games in his coaching tenure with this team. Yeah. Smart money. Don't mm-hmm. bet on him. Probably bet on Bill O'Brien if the Texans keep doing butt. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know many of of many coaches that are looking at getting fired right away. Do you still have the list up? Yeah. Who's up there? Top ten. Give me it. Right, so we got. It's Bill not O'Brien. this. Well, the thing is, this isn't in order, and I can't. Oh, that's annoying. Do it to make it in order. I mean it. Looks like all the head coaches are on are on the list. Even Bill Belichick. But it's got you know they're all like, you know, ten million to one. Bill Bel- like Belichick. Bill Belichick and Mike Zimmer are are at both plus ten thousand, and you have Sean McVay who's at plus twenty thousand. McVay is the one that's got the longer staying power. Yep. Huh? Yep. Hmm. That's what happens when you're. It's you a know, good young coach. Young. 32 and there are players really good team than him yeah that's legit that's legit what have you done with your life (laughs) (laughs) yeah but bill o'brien hugh jackson and sean mcdermott are the only ones that are in the plus three digits Hmm. because the next highest after mcdermott and jackson is plus 1000 which is Jay Gruden, oddly enough, <laughs> Todd Bowles, uh, Steve Wilkes. Wilkes uh, is in his first year. Yeah, but he's plus 1,000 right now. Hmm. He's the head coach in uh, Arizona, right? Yeah. Arizona's pretty bad. They're pretty bad, but again, you have to pretty much go 0 16 to have a chance in the conversation. Do they think that Arizona's going to go 0 16? They might. No, they won't. They have David Johnson. They have and Josh Rosen. Yeah, but he's as not playing. Saw, as we saw with Cleveland, the minute they do start playing, maybe they get better. Maybe. So that's my point. Maybe Wilkes should just turn to Josh Rosen because Sam Bradford is terrible. He, he will once Bradford gets hurt. That's a th- Which will happen really soon. And you know what? Let's bring it to that right now. The Bills are playing Josh Allen. The Jets are playing Sam Donald. Cleveland should now be playing Baker Mayfield going yeah. forward. Maybe it really is over, Frank. The sit your rookies behind a guy. Yeah, Pat Mahomes has worked great in Kansas City, but... It d- I think it depends. I think it might depend, but at the same time... <coughs> if you have a talented rookie, maybe you should just be playing him. There's... There's got to be variations to it because there's got to be variations. Are you gonna? Because are you a team? Like if you're a team, here's my question: Is Baker Mayfield gonna continue to have these kind of performances the rest of the year? If he's worthy of the number one overall pick, maybe he will. 
but we don't. But there's no guarantee of that. But the, ready? Here's the thing. You're gonna, they're going to have a bad game every now and they're then. Gonna, you know why? They're going to go. They're gonna rookies. They're going to go through growing. Yeah, they're going to have bad games. They're players they're gonna, in the NFL. Yeah, they're not Tom Brady or Peyton Manning. Peyton yeah. Manning even had bad days. Peyton Manning had a really bad first year. Not even. I'm not even talking first year. I'm talking like throughout your life. As yeah, a you're gonna have. Yeah, you're gonna have those. But also, as a rookie, you're gonna go through growing pains. Yeah, you got to learn the NFL game. You got to learn the NFL game, and I'm really starting to think now this narrative is dead. Because you want to know why? I'm starting to suspect if Patrick Mahomes played last year, Kansas City still makes the playoffs. You want to know why? Andy Reid is smart. He knows how to design an offense for his quarterback. They still had Tyreek Hill. Yeah. They still have Travis Kelsey. Kareem Hunt. They have Kareem Hunt. They would have found a way to make this succeed just as well for Patrick Mahomes as they did for Alex Smith last year. So I'm really starting to think maybe the narrative is dead about sitting quarterbacks. It might be. Because Houston But do you Houston think- had no choice and pulled a Bills. You mean the Bills pulled a Houston? The Bills pulled a Houston where Tom Savage played for a half of football yeah. and never was to be seen again. Until, you know. Nathan Peterman at least got into the third quarter. Yeah, that's true. Wow, Nathan Peterman did something better than someone. <laughs> think about that. Think about that. Think He'd- about that. Yeah, but I mean it's true. Um, Both were quarterbacks at Pitt. Ha! Huh. Don't trust a quarterback from Pitt other than Dan Marino. True. And that bust never won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Total bust. That was mean. <laughs> Total bust, yeah. only, And also the only way you can get away with calling a Hall of Famer a bust. Apparently. But... Unless you compare him to Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ooh. But... <laughs> I think it. De- I think it depends. I think it really does depend. Think about this. I think it's, it's more Pittsburgh. Like, okay, are we only talking first round quarterbacks? I would say so. Is Baltimore better with Lamar? Would Baltimore be better with Lamar Jackson right now? I don't know. Joe. Flacco, we don't know. Joe Flacco's not good. That's what you do know. Yeah, yes, you do Bill's know game, that Joe Be- that Joe Flacco's not good. Bill's He's not aside. elite. Bill's game aside, and take that with a grain of salt, if you will. That was mostly checkdowns. But it was mostly playing against soft zone. Yeah. But Joe Flacco's not good. You know what you have there at this point. That's the Tyrod Taylor argument all over again, except it's Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson. I think the new roles. See, I think it's. I think you can argue that it's good to sit a quarterback if they're taken outside the top 10, top 15, depending on the year. If they're drafted inside there, then I think I'm with you where I think it's you, case dependent you would want to start them. Yeah, and I think it depends on the prospect, too. And this is where I think it's almost dead. If you believe in your draft prospect, you're playing them. Yeah. Or you should play them. Yeah. There shouldn't be an excuse. Granted, the Bills were forced into a situation. They had a plan. To be fair, they forced themselves into it. Yes. I mean... I don't know if they they did force themselves, and I guess the biggest shame is thinking that Nathan Peterman was really going to be a difference to be able to hold Josh Allen out of the lineup for at least a couple of weeks of time. Yeah, because if you have a if you if you're able to have a stopgap quarterback, you'd want to take that op you want to take that option, because Kansas City didn't trade Alex Smith and then sign another guy. To be there to be a stopgap quarterback for a year for Pat Mahomes. They kept Smith. They let Smith and Mahomes battle. Even though Smith was going to be the starter, Mahomes was going to be the backup, they still gave Mahomes the an opportunity. Mahomes still had an opportunity to win the job. He obviously couldn't. And Alex Smith started the whole year. That well, that was not a competition there. That was Alex Smith's our starter. Kind of like what Mahomes Cleveland did with, Mahomes like with what could. Cleveland did with Mayfield. Where Mahomes probably could have beat Alex Smith out, but they decided not to let that be a thing. And in Cleveland, you know that Mayfield really could have beat Tyrod Taylor in a quarterback competition, but they didn't let it happen. That's fair. The only difference is that one is a stable head coach that can create offensive systems, no problem for any player that's in his system. Right. I'm not saying that Pat Mahomes is a system quarterback, by the way. I might be saying that about Alex Smith. <laughs> Look at what he's doing in Washington now. Same old thing. Mr. Checkdown. Yeah. 
And for a couple of years, you had Alex Smith ripping things apart. Not even a couple, just one year. You want to know why? They don't take Mahomes if Smith is that like like that normally. Right? Yeah. Matt Nagy got a job for what he did with Alex Smith for a year. If you have a first-round player, at this point, don't be scared of it. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> I think if you're able to have the option of sitting to, sitting your QB, you'd want to take that. You better have a better option, though. How's that? Yes. You better have someone like... Because if you're a head coach in the league, you would want the Alex Smith, Pat Mahomes kind of thing. But at the same time, if Pat Mahomes is better than Alex Smith, you play Pat Mahomes. And the last dynamic we had you don't before, let you don't let your starter who you've had for a while continue to be the starter if the guy you just drafted in the first round to eventually take over can, is already beating him out. My big thing is this. Like Matt, okay, think about this. The last time we had someone that was a first rounder that sat behind someone for an entire season, I think it might be Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. That was three years. But I'm thinking, though, outside of Pat Mahomes sitting for an entire season, I'm not counting a week 17 start when the team had a playoff position locked up. It was the whole season. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers probably is the next most notable case of that, of at least a whole year sitting. That's the last thing I could think of. For a first-round quarterback? That sat the entire rookie season. Hmm. You got to think about it, don't you? I think I might have to look that up. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start into the 2006 draft and see. Because it might be Rod. It really might be Rodgers. It might be Rodgers. Really. That sat the entire rookie year because at some point the rookie gets in. Yep. Either because your team is better or that player is better. More mm-hmm. injuries. And you know Brett Favre never got hurt, but... Yeah. So, 2006. The first-round quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Third overall. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Vince Young. Played right away. Tenth overall. Arizona. Matt Leinart. Did he play right away? At the, In that season, he got benched. That's right. Kurt Warner took over that team. That's right. And then they went to Super Bowl a couple years later. <laughs> and then 11th overall to Denver, Jay Cutler. He played right No. I don't know if he played right away. I'll check. We'll check him out. Let's check that out. He might have. I think he did. Or I think he got in at, the, at some point during that year. Because I think Jake Plummer was still hanging around. Yeah, Plummer started the year. But and, they went seven, and they were 7-4. and four, And then they went to Cutler. Because that was when Plummer didn't he like threaten to retire? That's right. So yeah, but Cutler eventually got in. Yeah. Yeah, Cutler played uh five games. Yep. Started five games. Yep. See, the rookie always ends up making their way in. Yep. Two thousand. Uh oh. Two thousand seven. No, I just saw the. I just remember who went first overall in two thousand seven, and I laughed. To the Jamarcus Russell. Mm-hmm. And he then played in his rookie year. Yeah. And then Brady Quinn for Cleveland. And you know he played because it's Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 2008. Let's go to that. It's just. I'm just going through. 2008. <clears throat> Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco. They played right away. Both played right away. 2009. Matthew Stafford was first overall. And you know he was in. Yep. Mark Sanchez. Somehow. He played, yeah. And <laughs> they then uh, title, they made an AFC championship game. Yeah, they did. And then Josh Freeman for Tampa. Confirm on that if he actually did play in his rookie year. I will. But I think he did. Matter of fact, I remember I remember a time where Josh Freeman looked promising. Yeah. He did play. He started games? nine games. Started nine games. See? Yeah. All right. 2000. Pat Mahomes really is looking like the rarest thing since Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he really is. 
2010, Bradford and Tim Tebow. Somehow. Somehow Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow played. Tim Tebow played as a rookie. That happened. That did happen. 2011, Cam Newton you played. You know he started. Jake Locker. I don't know if he played. I'm going to look that up. Blaine Gabbert. Mm-hmm. He, and he, he played his rookie year in Jacksonville. And Christian Ponder. Christian Ponder, yeah. God, what a draft class that was. And all right. Cam Newton and then what? Yeah, and then ill. 2012, we know Luck and RG3. Yep. Right away. Ryan Tannehill. Right away. Brandon Whedon. Somehow right away-ish. Well, I think he played, too. He did. He did? It's Cleveland. I know. You don't sit a 28-year-old rookie. (laughs) We know 2013, E.J. Manuel. He was the only quarterback taken in the first round that year. And he accidentally got in the start of the season. Yeah. Because Kevin Cobb slipped on a mat. And suffered a career-ending concussion. Yeah. Not yeah, related. Right. 2014 was Blake Bortles. Played right away. Because of Chahenny. Johnny Manziel. Played right away because of Cleveland. Well, not actually. No, he played halfway through the season after Brian Hoyer. Yeah. And Teddy Bridgewater. Played right away. Yeah, Pat Mahomes is really looking as that outlier for that. 2015, it was Winston and Mariota. Both of them were in. 2016, Goff and Wentz. Goff got in eventually. Paxton Lynch, but he was so bad Paxton that they Lynch, cut him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a what, was the old, what a and then wow. And then we go to 2017, Pat Mahomes. And then even Trubisky played. Yeah, Mitchie Biscuit got in because Glenn <clears> was terrible. <throat> yep. And there was someone else in there. It was Deshaun Watson, Watson who came in after the first half, after the mm-hmm. second half of the first game. Yep. The only other player that had sat an entire year other than Patrick Mahomes, and he played in Week 17, was Paxton Lynch. And we're going back to Aaron Rodgers. And Paxton Lynch, as we all know, is so terrible that he got cut after two full years with the team. Yeah. Cut in his third season as a pro. Yep. Because he couldn't beat out Trevor Simeon yep. in a quarterback battle. Tim Tebow started three games Tim Tebow started in his games. rookie year. His rookie year. And he played in nine because of other, you know. But he started three games. Jake Locker actually didn't start any games his rookie year. Hmm. Okay. He did play in five. Five? That's extensive. Matt Hasselbeck was there, though. That's right. Injuries, you know. I forgot about Matt. But he was. But he never actually. The Titan. Yeah, but he Locker never actually started. But that's at least a known commodity there in Matt Hasselbeck. Yeah. So that's a little bit, but there's an asterisk because he still did play in multiple games. In five games, he got time. He got. He did. But yeah, you're right. It's very rare. We named three quarterbacks that sat. Or we named three quarterbacks that made a grand total of one start in their rookie seasons. Yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. One was a mega flop. One retired early. Mm-hmm. And one's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. So that really leads me to, Frank, maybe it is kind of dead. It's been dying. For a long time. Slowly bleeding out. Yeah. Really, it really looks like that. So just play your damn rookie if he's talented enough. Because it's going to show up at this point. Mm-hmm. I may have been wrong about this. Maybe you really we should were just all. play him. We were all. And Josh Allen is probably going to learn these things. It's going to be terrifying playing against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know who's yeah. not terrified? Josh Allen. He said something along the lines yesterday on One Bills Live saying, I'm excited to go up against a guy like Harrison Smith. Oh. 
that's great that he's embracing that, though. It's great that he's badass. Yeah, it's great that he's embracing it. But just wait until until he's in that. Wait until Harrison Smith does something to you to manage to piss you off. Yeah, you're going to be like, oh, this is going to be a long day. By the way, it is now official Dalvin Cook, Everson Griffin out. Yeah. For Sunday. Yep. You know who that's not fun for? People who had Dalvin Cook in their fantasy league. Mm -hmm. Because you would have had a great day. Mm -hmm. But now, now you get to watch on the sidelines with Dalvin Cook that you don't have your running back. Now I don't have my running back. This is awesome. <laughs> so maybe the Bills actually have a chance here, Frank. To keep things competitive. Two really big names in Minnesota not playing in this game. Hell, if I'm Green Bay and say the Bills are terrible against Minnesota. If I'm Green Bay, I'm actively thinking about benching Aaron Rodgers. Letting that knee knee heal up for a week. Because if the if Bills are re- that bad... If he re-aggravates re- it this Sunday, de- I think you definitely can think that. He said something in the media, actually, yesterday about like his knee. he feels his knee might worsen throughout the season. Sounds like a guy who could use a week off against the Bills. <laughs> but again, this game against Minnesota, I'm writing it off. I don't expect anything great. And if I get something great from Josh Allen in particular, I'm doing backflips. Yeah. If he gets a touchdown against the Vikings, I'm taking that. Yeah. I happily. If he gets two or more. Backflips. Hype train. Hype train. Let's go. Yep. Does UB play this weekend? They do. What do they got? Yeah. Oh, it's isn't it Rutgers? Yeah. They got Buckers. Yeah, they got Rutgers this week. They got Buckers. Yeah. Who lost to Kansas. Blown out by Kansas. <laughs> Blown out by the team that Mayfield grabbed his crotch against. <laughs> that team blew out Butkers. <laughs> a team that was owned so dominantly that Baker Mayfield got in trouble for it. Yeah. To be fair, I would have done it too if I was Baker. You don't shun me at the handshakes for the coin toss. It's true. That's rude. That's rude. That is un- that's more unsportsmanlike than grabbing your yeah. talking nuts. <laughs> I don't even care if I'm allowed to say that. They got blown out by Kansas. Grabbing your twig and berries okay. is more sportsmanlike than getting shun than shunning someone in the handshake at the coin toss. They lost to Kansas fifty-five to fourteen. UB three touchdown minimum. Do you hear me? I can actually go outside and yell that. Because mm-hmm. they're right around the corner. Kansas is 2-1 and one this year. Good for them. Good for them. Probably the most wins they've had since, what, Todd Reesing was their quarterback? Wow. To start the season? Wow. Yeah, drop a name bomb right there. <laughs> Who was Todd Reesing? He was the quarterback for Kansas at one time. One time he was the quarterback for Kansas. And they were okay. Their other win was against a Mac school. It was Central Michigan. Hmm. Who is also 0 and 3? Three touchdown minimum against Central Michigan. You hear me, UB? <laughs> is that home or is that at Rutgers? <clears throat> it is at Rutgers. Dang it. It's a road game. Fair enough. But then next Saturday, they are at home against Army. Ooh, that's probably your last challenge, I think, right? Yeah. Is Army good? Are they ever good? How good are they? They're 2 and 1 right now. Okay. Cuz I always get it mixed up between them and Navy, which one's the bad one? Army, uh let's see. Army last year. Army was good last year. Okay then. They were 10 and 3. Ooh. All right, UB, that's probably your last challenge. Yeah. 2016 Army was 8 and 5. Yeah, okay. Army's the good one. Army's the good one. Yeah. Although 2015 they were bad. Like, really bad. Yeah. But. But, like, that's what I don't, like, sometimes, like, both of them are, like, good or bad. It's just, like, what am I doing here? You know what? Um, 
Army was the bad one for last few for a few years. And then the I last thought. couple years, yeah, last couple years, Army's had a co- had good years. Mm-hmm. Navy's the one that runs triple option all day, every day. I believe so. Yeah, and managed to have a first. The coach that is there for Navy now ran the same system at Georgia Tech and had a receiver drafted in the first round. His name was Calvin Johnson. Mm. But they ran the triple option all day, every day. Yeah. And they threw the ball to him like four times, and he caught all yeah. four of them and dominated with four. Navy, uh, yeah, Navy is the good team, the one that's really good. Army, that's the last couple of years have been really good, too. Okay. Navy is the one that pisses you off by running the football 40 times and throwing once and completing yeah. that one pass because you never see it coming because they run the ball 40 times in a game. Yeah. All right. Hockey. Quick, Sabers. He's Sam Reinhardt signed. Really nice deal. I'm surprised that Reinhardt took the bridge. I'm not surprised he took the bridge. I'm surprised for how little he got. Well, if, he, if well going with with it being a bridge, you knew it was going to be something smaller. Well, yeah, but I'm talking like cap hit. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I'm shocked about. Like I'm shocked he didn't hit four. But, hey, good for the Sabres. Yeah. Because now what you can do is you can evaluate Reinhardt. If Reinhardt has up and down, guess what? Maybe he's not your long-term answer there on the team. If he's up and down again, like last year. If he could take the next step, well, then you financially reward him because you can renegotiate with him next year after he's only got one more year left on his contract. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah. You could talk next year. There's nothing bad about this deal. Yeah. No, and, there isn't. And... Say Reinhardt does struggle out of the gate, and he has a year like last year. Well, now you're talking about a tradable asset. A man who has promise, a very low cap hit I, that you can renegotiate a contract for I hope when that you're trading for him. I hope that's not the case. I hope it's not the case, but even your worst-case scenario is not a bad case. Yeah. That is what you have to take solace in. You got to, yeah, hopefully that, that would be the case then. True. Because remember... Just because you you can and would want to trade Reinhardt because of that doesn't mean another team's going to want him. Fever pitch against Toronto because John Tavares is in the lineup. I don't know if Tavares is playing. He's in the lineup. Tonight? Yeah. Saturday in Buffalo, he's not. Okay. He's playing tonight. Okay. That's my assumption based on the lineups that were given. But he's in the lineup. Mitch Marner's in that lineup as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then every other good Maple Leaf is in for being in Buffalo on Saturday. You going? I can't. I got to work. Ooh, sorry, bud. I was at the Pittsburgh game, though. That was nice. That was fun. That was nice. That was fun. That Eichel goal made me jump out of my seat. I said, I was, I always, I sat down for the, the other two part, goals. The best part about that goal was I didn't get up for that goal. You want to know why? I saw it coming. Oh, I saw it coming too. Once you saw that puck flip and Eichel's take it off, I just I just turned to because what happened was uh we ended up getting tickets from here from work yeah into the intercom suite, and I turned back to Ryan. Lucky, yes, that's right, corporate gates. Lucky, and I go, here goes Eichel, <laughs> <laughs> and there it was. He takes the puck. I'm like, this is a goal. There's no way Casey DeSmith is not saving this. Yeah, I saw what you did there. Good work. Thank you. Thank you. The Sabres did, though, with Carter Hutton in goal, the Sabres did what they were supposed to to a team that was made of mostly AHLers. Mm-hmm. They dominated them. Mm-hmm. There was no threat. And then Wedgwood comes in, they give up two goals, but it's just like the threat really wasn't there, though. Yeah, it wasn't. Those two goals were at the end anyway. Wedgwood was in. One of them was kind of weak. Yeah. But, again... They still dominated overall. There was no real threat of them taking this to overtime. By the way, if they took it to overtime, you're dealing with a three-on-three squad that had Eichel, Skinner, and Darlene. Have fun. Have fun. Have fun, Jake Ensel. I dare you you to go to preseason overtime with those three. Go ahead. Casey DeSmith ain't to saving nothing on that. Ha. He doesn't have the chance. I have, by the way, the projected lines for Toronto tonight. Yes. So Tavares, Marner, Zach Hyman. That's actually a pretty good line. That's a line one. Levo, 
Josh Levo, Nazem Kadri, Connor Brown. Might um, be what two parts of what might the be other the two lines line. are likely going to be lines in the AHL. Yeah, and that, that Kadri Brown line, like th- those that's are their, two parts that's, of their third line. That could be their third line, or who's at least the other, who was the other winger on that? Connor Brown, Kadri, and Josh Levo. Okay, Levo, Levo should Levo might be on the team. Yeah, he no, he will be on the team. And the thing is, the thing is, based on what I've been here, based on what I've seen out of Toronto, what's Buffalo got? By the way, I know that they have uh, Neilander, Neilander, Middlestat, Thompson is their first line. I'm excited for that. That's a, ooh, I'm that's excited. A tough, that's a tough matchup though for those three, having to deal with Tavares. You know what? I'm ready for it. But hey, Casey Middlestat's gonna have to deal with that. Yeah. What I'm, what I'm looking for? Hang on. Before what's you up? go on. Thompson and Middlestat. I mean, Thompson and Neilander. Both have been looking like by far the best prospects. Yeah. Not named Darlene. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, Neilander and Thompson Neil- at one point were outshining both- Middlestat yeah. in the prospects challenge. Yeah. So, this is going to be awesome to look at. Three of your top. This prospects, is going to be fun tonight. Your top three forward prospects. I'm excited. Are on the line against Toronto. I'm excited. All right. So what else is there? Gergensen, Saboka, and Ogilvy is the second line. Okay, so I'm not really putting C- too much stock into these. CJ Smith, Kevin Porter, Nick Baptiste, Olofsson, Asplin, and Eric Cornell. I like Olofsson and Asplin together. I'm interested with Asplin and Olofsson. Yeah, because Asplin looked good against on Tuesday. Yeah. He looked good. Putting Olofsson with Cornell might be an AHL preview because I don't think Olofsson's mm-hmm. ready, but Asplin might be. I'm surprised we'll Asplin is rolling with guaranteed AHLers. We'll see, let's see what happens. Defense right now, Gooley Nelson. Pilot Matt Tennyson. Pilot was Pilot's really looking nice. Actually, he's looking nice. He was really impressive in Pittsburgh. Hickey and Zach Redman, okay, and then so Olmark and Wilcox are the goalies. Toronto. Olmark, you got your hands full. Mm-hmm. Riley Hainsey. So, so those that's their really top. That's top their top pairing. defense. Yeah, Marinson, Connor Carrick, and then Rasmus. San- the other Rasmus that Tor- the Rasmus Toronto drafted. Rasmus Sandin. Sandin and Timothy Lilligren. Ooh. That's interesting. A young couple there. Mm-hmm. All right. And then McElhaney and Garrett Sparks are the goalies. Okay. So that means we see Freddie Anderson tomorrow. We see Freddie Anderson and Buffalo Austin tomorrow. Matthews. Austin Matthews. Patrick Marlowe. Oh, yeah. The first lot. Toronto's that. They have Tyler Ennis with that. Minus, with them. minus William Nylander. Yeah. Right now the thought is Ennis is filling in until Nylander signs. Oh, that's going to give Buffalo fans headaches. Yeah. When people go, Britt, we should have brought back Tyler. Shut up. The thought is right now with Ennis. rocking with Marlowe and Matthews. Apparently, Ennis has been good. But again, he's rocking with Marlowe and Matthews. But like he might, he will, he looks like he's going to make the team. And it wouldn't be playing with Matthews and Marlowe, obviously, because that's Nylander's spot. If Ennis does make the team, the thought is is that he's going to be on the line with Kadri and Brown. On that left wing. Mm hmm. Levo becomes that odd guy out. his skill was never a problem or no. a question. It was always his health. It's his health, his availability. Yeah. All right. We got to get out of here. But October 4th, Sabre season starts. Bruins. Bring it. Bring it. Thanks as always. Sabres hockey's fun. Dude, we're, we're back to having fun. It's fun. And we've got two more Bills regular season games before the Sabres. Real quick before we end the show. The first time the Sabres had the power play, and I saw Darlene and Eichel on the ice together on the power play, Did I was you... internally screaming. But it was a high-pitched... Yes, it was that. It was that on the inside. I was like, oh. On the outside, I was like, oh my God, they're on the ice at the same time together. That was me on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> I, was also, I was also at the game with my stepdad. I didn't want to... You know, scream like that. Family is exactly who you do that in front of. No, I do it in front of friends. Oh, you know, you know, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm also with people, you know, around. Who cares about strangers? Yeah. If they're Sabres fans, they forget. I'm just screaming on the, the same way. <laughs> yeah. You're just saying it. There's the difference. The only thing that sucked about being at the game Tuesday, I had a guy behind me who was criticizing Darlene. Yeah. Tell him we can't deserve nice things. <laughs> I, I wish I did. I I was just like, I was just thinking to myself every time he was talking and being like. I mean, Darlene did have some rookie moments in that game. Let's not be wrong about something. Oh yeah, he did. But there were rookie moments where I'm like, you know what? I can see why you want to make that play. Yeah, but at the same time, he did make some bad plays. 
And it'll so happen. He was not, but it's gonna, he's not wrong, but he was also saying like, it, it, it's like saying that Dolly is not as good as what 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 they're what they're being told, what as advertised. Did the guy say anything about should, we should have took Brady Kachuk? No. Okay, then I did okay. not hear that once. Then we're okay. Yeah. The guy's just being critical. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. But he's making it. He's he's always making it sound like he shouldn't be, he shouldn't make the team. Okay, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. But we're fine. Whatever. But you know what's not ridiculous? Sabers are fun. Yes. We apologize for any issues going on with On Demand on the Radio.com app, by the way. Um, nothing we can do about it right now, um, or even like Frank, especially Frank and me in particular. Mm-hmm. We're not good at the technical aspect. I don't think we're going to be given permission to try to fix things. No. <laughs> I mean, look at this guy over here. You can't because you're listening. Frank can't fix things. I'm not a fixer. I'm not qualified to. Frank's best quality is that he knows how to bring the noise. And then there's me. Uh, you don't want to trust me with anything. I may have won the pick this week, but that was because I just decided I, I'm going to take Cleveland just because. Derek's best quality is... Accidentally being right. Yeah. What were you going to say? <laughs> I'm now scared. I, I was going to say breaking everything. You're not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. All right, we got to go. But... If you're listening on demand on WGR550.com, thank you as always. And we'll catch you next time. There's only two Bills games before the Sabres start the regular season. Hang in there. We got this. Including a winnable game against Tennessee after the Green Bay game. Um, actually, that's after the Sabres start the season. So you got to deal with Minnesota and you got to deal with Green Bay. We can do this, people. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 